Welcome back to another great Wednesday. Well, technically, it's probably going to be uh, Thursday because I'm a little bit late on this. But anyhow, hopefully you enjoyed this episode in short. Hopefully you enjoyed the last one. If you're actually not knowing that there's episodes being put out, whatever you listen to us on, make sure you're actually being notified. That notification will pop up on your phone and you can listen to us right away or you can save that notification or you can save our episode, whatever. Make sure that you're notified in short. If you want updates on what's happening, you know, like I say, if the episode's being delayed, which they have been, and then I, I, I did go into detail a little bit on our page. Go follow us on After Dark Coast to Coast on Facebook. Because ideally, that's the only place you can actually really get notifications. It's not like we're working on our blog post right now, because we're not. But go check us out anyhow on Facebook. And, you know, if you haven't followed us, follow us right now. Without further ado, we are going to start this episode off with why a truck driving or why such a profession such as a truck driver I should say is the ideal way with murder and how it can make the profession and the person an ideal way of serial killers if that makes sense and then we will get into the actual episode case because honestly there's nothing much about this case. This guy was literally arrested last year for murders in two states. And on top of that, there's really nothing about those people either. So it's, it would be ideally a few minute episode if we didn't go farther into why this happens. So just throw this out here. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not pretending to be one. It's just... Every year... Every day... People honestly go missing. They... They are found along highways and interstates. And whether or not all of them are truck drivers doing it... Or if it's just... A gang activity or whatnot you have to understand regardless most of those bodies are probably from truck drivers I'm not saying every truck driver is a serial killer I'm not you know trying to paint that bad image of any truck driver my dad's a truck driver and you know he I don't think he's murdered anyone but you know in short I'm not trying to paint their profession or every truck driver and claim that they're all serial killers. What I'm trying to say is truck drivers have a great profession to make them a serial killer. They travel and with traveling you can go to a truck stop such as Flying J or Pilot or you know a small truck stop like Casey's now 
that's becoming truck stops um, and you can go to these truck stops pick up a prostitute or a hitchhiker you know rape them murder them and let's say if you're along one or interstate 90 which runs through several states including my own um, you can drop their body and just continue on and actually get away with murder murdering those people for years in this case that we are going to talk about and in every case that we're probably going to talk about um, and the reason that is you know like I said the main thing is traveling they're always traveling it's like trafficking you know the reason that trafficking is a lot of unknowing that is actually happening definitely when it, it involves such a big organization is because you don't know what's inside of the trailer you don't know the person you really could be lied to about that profession because that person fits that profession and they travel they stop they pick up more and it's that way with this profession as a truck driver truck driving you travel non-stop you maybe get a day or two off you know if, if you're at other places that work you you rarely get a day off if none at all so you know I can't tell you what makes a truck driver go cold to want to murder and it also goes back to saying that not every truck driver starts out with the idea of being a killer there are a very very small percentage of truck drivers that actually do have the idea prior truck to trucking school and that's because that's who they actually are they know that they if they become a truck driver they can get away with this if they are really really smart about it and majority of these are but majority of truck drivers don't go into this profession taking that and I'm just gonna throw that out there that's why I said a very small percentage of truck drivers past or current go into such a profession with that ideology of already murdering people wanted to get away with it without further ado you know I can't go much about that because I like I said I I know what I know I don't I can't go into a truck driver's mind you know and wonder what made them do this all I know is what I got in front of me what I already know prior and what we are going to be talking about in each episode and hopefully kind of gets gives us a glimpse of who that killer is you know in the last episode he necessarily didn't murder people over the road he did rape a 13 year old girl on the job yet you know a lot of it his murders and that probably did and more likely stemmed from PTSD because he was a war veteran he 
who was trying to fit himself into a society that he could no longer fit himself into. We see that with a lot of veterans. I could honestly make a whole entire series about veterans that, you know, are either mass shooters or, you know, do these things that they're not supposed to do that actually stemmed from the war because they can't fit into society. But without further ado, let's get into this case now. I spent a lot of time talking, I know. This case originally happened in two states. Okay, I'm just going to throw this out here. Um, but also possibly Texas. But the two for certain states is Tennessee and Wyoming. Two people he murdered and raped. Dropped their bodies along I-90 or in the other case it was a creek of some sort. I don't really remember what it's called. But we can get into that farther on I think and the other one was in Tennessee he was arrested I think in February it was sometime within the first six months of last year he was arrested for um, these murders that happened in the 90s so his name is Clark Barry Baldwin and he was arrested in Waterloo Iowa after new DNA evidence tied him to three women whose bodies were dumped in Wyoming and Tennessee. Also, court documents suspect him. We're going to throw this out there as a suspect and whether or not it's actually tied to him. That he also raped and choked a woman in Texas of 1991. De detectives with the Iowa Division of Criminal Investigation are looking at any connections that Baldwin may have to cold cases from that era. I'm pretty sure the article reworded that different, but um, anyhow, he said other agencies were scrutinizing Baldwin given that he traveled the country. Like I said, there there is a lot of unsolved bodies and these cases that are just piled, piled. And cases like these, we're lucky, finally, that we actually get that chance of, you know, solving it. But what about the other cases out there? There's so many more that one, one truck driver can be connected to. And we just don't know about it. And, and it, as much as... You know, the innocent before proven guilty, you know, the agencies are right in this. And I'm not saying that they're going out of their way and justifying their beliefs and saying he's guilty. And I don't think that's what they're saying either, according to what I'm reading. What they're saying is, since he was given the opportunity to travel the country, what about all these other cases and places that he's been in the time of these murders? Or other murders, I should say. Um, and one case of interest is the 1992 death of Tammy Joe Zwinky. 
Sorry if I did mispronounce that. She was 21, though. An Iowa college student who was last seen after a car broke down on Illinois Highway. A man driving a semi-trailer was seen near her vehicle. Her body was found in Royal Missouri. Another case that could be connected to him is Rhonda Nutson, 22. She was, at the time, a truck stop convenience store clerk in Northern Iowa, whose death um, occurred during the overnight shift in 1992. Investigators have released sketches of two men who were in the store, including one trucker, Baldwin, who lived in nearby Nashu, Iowa. In Wyoming, this, this case in Wyoming, or these two cases, I should say, are actual confirmed, it seems like, but in Wyoming, Baldwin is being charged in the deaths of two women whose bodies were found in 1992, roughly 400 miles apart. Investigators never identified any of these women. The first woman has been nicknamed to the location of Bitter Creek, Betty, and the other, once again, based on location, is the I-90 Jane Doe. In Tennessee, this is also more likely a for certain case against him um, due to the evidence that's linked him with this case. Baldwin is charged with two counts of murder in the 1991 killing of a 32-year-old pregnant woman, woman from Topping, Virginia. Her name was Pamela McCall and the other count of this is her fetus at the time that she was murdered she is pregnant. A Tennessee crime lab, lab developed a DNA profile of the suspect in McCall's death last year. After a cold case investigator submitted evidence for analysis, um, a check in national database matched the profile to one that had been developed years earlier linking the two Wyoming deaths. And I don't know much about these databases and how they, you know, exactly connect a case from another state to another or any of that. It's just more than likely within the database and especially DNA one, it just comes to show that a lot of what goes on with linking is just DNA. You look at one crime and then you look at another, you look at all the evidence, you look at any small thing as DNA and then it's just a matter of time before it can link. And even, I know that DNA has changed a lot as well. Um, and I know that I'm just rambling. My computer's being slow tonight. But a lot of what can connect a crime is DNA. You know, I can go murder someone the next town over and then murder three other people in the town that I'm currently in. Leave the same DNA. Whether, whether the DNA is just a hair strand of mine or a sweat monocle or blood you know 
anything can connect two or more cases and these type of things. You know, and when investigators did zero in on Baldwin, um, after finding DNA in um, these commercial genealogy databases, it just, uh, I guess it seemed obvious. I can't read that whole paragraph right now because it's still being so, but um, yeah, it's just all of these different things that plays a part. Now, I don't remember if it's, you know, exactly this case, because I know whenever I was going into different cases, you know, like, I literally planned out this whole entire year, and I'm starting to plan out next year's, you know, stuff, um, which is a huge, huge thing to go through, it's pain, but I, I don't know if it's this case, and I, I'm just going to throw this out here. I'm pretty sure it's every case of that time, or in this case, it's a modern case. It gives the image of truck drivers being serial killers. And like I said, a very small percentage are, a very small percentage are serial killers in this profession. The FBI database even says, you know, compared to all the truck drivers actually out there, you know, majority of them are good guys, but when we look at cases of truck drivers, they use the profession to murder. These guys give a bad rep on a lot of other truck drivers. It's kind of like that saying, you know, was it whether you grew up with it or not, or you use it with parenting or whatever, is, you know, one person can screw everything up for everyone else. That one person can make everyone else in this profession look bad. It's impossible, or actually it's not really impossible when you go into it, but it's impossible enough to know, you know, not everyone is a serial killer. There's tons of people out there that probably not. But when we look into, which we probably won't at all, not unless it's going to be um, season two of Coast to Coast Killers next year. Um, you know, when we look into Ten Bundy and newspapers just spark and ignite this whole fury and fear. You know, and people live in fear because of it. And like I said, I'm still rambling. My computer's still being stupid and short. 
but yeah one person can make everyone else or majority of these people in his profession look bad once this page loads you know we'll continue on with the actual case there's actually much to it like I said this was actually whenever I was recording it aside from you know the ad and the intro it was oh there it is it was actually uh um just a five five to seven minute episode just of this case so I was like you know screw it we can add stuff but anyhow let's get back to the case um let's go back to the genealogy databases um so when investigators zeroed in on Baldwin after finding DNA in a commercial genealogy data or several genealogy databases I should say of someone related to the suspect profile um and once again this is what linked them last month in Waterloo the FBI secretly collected DNA from his trash in a shopping cart he used at Walmart and testing revealed that it was a match it's crazy to know that there can always be someone doing this definitely after you commit a crime like this or I, I don't know if it's just this type of crime you know or if it's other crimes but it's crazy to know that this does happen FBI can watch you just down the street right now anyhow um a similar allegation of violence is being used against Baldwin and it also has helped investigators make their case this case happened in Kansas court documents say that Baldwin allegedly raped a female hitchhiker in um, from Kansas I should say in Willard County Texas at gunpoint in his truck in 1991 the 21-year-old woman told police that Baldwin struck her on the head bound her hands and mouth and tried to choke her to death. He allegedly admitted to the assault, but was released pending grand jury proceedings. Ultimately, though, he wasn't prosecuted. Um, he was working for Martin Transport. I know that's probably not important, but, you know, just throwing that out there. His name also surfaced during the 1992 homicide investigation in Iowa. His ex-wife told police that Baldwin once bragged about killing a girl out west by strangulation and throwing her out of his truck, according to documents. In 1997, Secret Service agents raided Baldwin's apartment in Springfield, Missouri after learning he was making uh, counterfeit U.S. currency on his a personal computer computer he and two female associates were indicated on counterfeiting charges in 1999 Baldwin was sentenced to 18 months in prison um, at the time of the article he is being held without bond at the Black County Jail in a court hearing and he didn't challenge his extradition to Tennessee um, and at the time of this article, once again, 
is expected to be transferred in coming weeks and eventually face trial first. Um, his daughter um, is 32 and still lives in Iowa. I don't know if she's probably moved now, but um, she learned two years ago that her father pretty much murdered people. Um, or that also, I guess, that she found out that she was related to him. I should have said that first. Um, after he purchased a DNA test kit. I'm pretty sure she was also surprised that, you know, his, her, her father was a serial killer, or is, quote unquote. Um, and it seemed like she had heard rumors about the crimes, um, but she dismissed them. And that happens with everyone. You know, you don't suspect someone to be a murderer. You don't suspect someone to be a rapist. You don't suspect someone to be a terrorist. You don't suspect the people closest to you to do such hideous and heinous crimes. You just don't. And definitely with murder, you know, among the other list, you know, I could see some people in my life probably robbing a bank more than murdering a person. I could see some people in my life murdering a person above all things. But at the same time, you know, kind of something that still surprises you when it hits you in reality. But without further ado and extending this episode, we actually are done with the article and there's pretty much nothing else out there about the victims, the daughter, or him. As of right now, I don't know if it's updated because I couldn't find anything updated yet, I don't think. Um, but yeah, once again, see you on the next episode um, and hopefully you enjoy this one. See you next time.